Welcome to the Baseline Community Church Podcast. Amen. Amen. Before I even start my introduction, I, I want to say this. I really enjoyed prayer and worship. Amen. And one of the songs that they were singing where they said, I fight on my knees. We're going to fight for Ukraine on our knees. Amen. Amen. The weapons of all warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Amen? Amen, 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 amen. amen. Now I can do it in just, um, let me get my glasses. Excuse me. When you get younger, this is on, everybody can hear me? Yeah. When you get younger, you need as well. Greeting to the Baseline Church, uh, Pastor Don and and congregations, I greet you in the greetings of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Pastor Craig. I'm pastoring in the city of Pomona. And yes, I've been tied to Baseline Church in the uh, feeding program that they run. They, I, I work alongside them, or they work alongside me, or should I say we work together. Amen? Uh, they come once a month faithfully. Such a faithful church. But the word today is... Strength to endure. Amen? Strength to endure. When we say strength to endure, when we use the word endure, that means that there's something that's pressing and hard and challenging for us, but God has promised to give us strength to endure. And I'll be coming from a, a very famous, famous passage of Scripture, uh, Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to verse 13. So I'm going to ask that you would stand at this time for the reading of the word of God. Amen. A good pastor always has his Bible already open. I'm good because I got right to it. Amen. This is Jesus speaking on the Mount of Olives to his disciples and Verse 1 says this, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple, and Jesus said unto them, See, not all these things, verily I say unto you, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he said, Upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, telling, telling, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered, remember this, And Jesus said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be phantoms and pestilence and earthquakes and divers places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall... Many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and said and shall deceive many. And because the iniquity 
shall abound, the love of man shall wax cold. But he that endured, this is the promise, but he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. I am so glad that I am in front of an enduring church. Amen. No matter what's going on today, we have to hold on to the word of God. Amen. The Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. I don't care what's happening in Ukraine. Well, I don't mean that I don't care. I'm going to say that. Don't get, take it the wrong way. Whatever's happening in Ukraine, whatever's happening in Russia, whatever's happening in America, whatever's happening in different parts of the world, one thing we can depend on, and that is the word of God. And he said if we would just endure, if we would just endure, if we would just rely on, hold on to, and gravitate to the word of God, then we shall be, not might, not maybe, but he promised us that we shall be saved. And I'm so glad, I am so happy to say today that I am a blood-brought, water-baptized, spirit-filled man of God, and I know that I'm going to be saved when all hell breaks loose in this world. I'm going to be saved. You're going to be saved. Amen? Because Jesus said so. Amen? Our focus first, as I was quoting, is uh, we must endure. We must endure, as uh, Paul said it like this, we must endure as good soldiers. We must hold on to the faith of God no matter what goes on in this world. And he does not leave us to do it all by herself. For in John 7, 16 and 7, he said, I, the, the comforter, will come. The Holy Spirit. It is important for us to be led by and filled with the Spirit of God. Because when these false doctrines and the false teachings and the false diss and wars and rumors of wars shall come, the comforter will come and lead us and guide us. Amen? He will come and lead us. And guide us. In John 16, 13, it says that he's going to lead us into all truths. Amen. I, I can't get, you can't, no one get into a crowd like this and preach just anything. If it ain't the truth, you ain't going to receive it. Why? Because you're filled with the Spirit of God. I was talking to some of the gentlemen outside, and I was talking about how now we have uh, a church more on the Internet and more in cyberspace, and it's a good, but it's a bad thing. Let me tell you, it's good because more people can hear us. It's good because we can send the word out to all over the world, but then it can be bad because false doctrine can get out there and for a new believer for someone who is not rooted and grounded in this word can be led astray but I thank God for the people that we have that know the word of God because what we give to you you have to give to others we don't come into church just to receive a word from God and hold it in he said go ye into all the world preaching and teaching Amen? He didn't say just for the pastor. He didn't say just for the evangelist. He didn't say just for the deacon. Amen? He said for every blood-brought, born-again child of God. Know ye not that you are a royal priesthood? You are a chosen generation. 
God wants to send you out. Amen? We got to preach to our family. We got to preach to our co-workers. Time is winding down. It's winding down. And as I'm talking, as I say this, I done got lost in my notes. There's a lot of times I, I write down stuff and then I get to go and so I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Can I just go? I'm just going to go. I'm going to try and get back to my notes. I said I have to have an order on how I want to preach, uh, but, I, uh, but I'm just going to go. The Bible says this. He said that we shall, he said that for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. There is going to be some preaching and some teaching out there that's going to sound good. It's going to look good. Look, Matthew 24, 24 puts it like this. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and show great signs. Let me say that again. There shall arise false Christ and false prophets and show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. That's what I was talking about when I said that going out, the word going out in cyberspace was a good but a bad thing. Because the Bible says if it was possible, I could be deceived. That's how, how uh, 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 strong uh, Satan is coming in with this word. Uh, the Bible says he comes but not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy He's always trying to imitate God, but he's not God. Look back in Egypt when Moses came down in God, and God sent Moses down to, Pharaoh, to talk to Pharaoh. He said, take your staff and throw it down on the ground. It's going to become a snake. And his musicians, Pharaoh's musicians, did the same thing. Took their staff, dropped it on the ground, and it turned into snakes. But Moses' snake swallowed up their snake. The false prophets are going to come. The false teachers are going to come. Uh, but our word is going to be like the staff of uh, uh, Moses. Uh, we're going to swallow them up. We're going to burn them up. Uh, we're going to cast them out with the truth. Uh, God said in Luke uh, 10, 19, uh, Behold, uh, I give unto you power. Give unto you power to walk upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and by no means nothing shall harm you. Strength to endure. Strength to endure. In these times, we have to be strengthened by the word of God. When you come in here every Sunday and Pastor Don gets up here and gives you a word, that's your strength. He's giving you some strength. Uh, and when you go home, uh, be like the Berean church uh, that you read in Acts uh, and go home and study the word and, and say, yeah, he said this, uh, but it matches here. Yeah, he said that, uh, and it matches here. Because sometimes we get up here and we quote the word and sometimes we just paraphrase it. But we got to make sure of what we're hearing. And I tell people all the time, if what I preach and what I teach don't match this word, don't take it in. Do not take it in. Because I do my best to preach and to teach the word of God. Amen? To preach and to teach 
the word of God. There's so much stuff going on out there. Uh, 2 Timothy, let me go here. Uh, 2 Timothy 4. That God's going to give us strength to endure. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2. Oh, wrong one. Forgive me. Forgive me. I got excited. I told you that I, I got a little off track here. But that's all right. Usually, usually I have all this, this Rolodex in my mind, but I said that I wanted to calm down today a little bit. And believe it or not, I might seem a little excited, but I'm calmed down from what I usually do. Amen. Now, 2 Timothy is in this book. Am I right about it? <laughs> oh, glory. You know, because there's going to, there is a time now that we have to hear sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. 2 Timothy uh, 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 chapter 4, verse 2. This ain't just for the pastor. This verse ain't just for, for the choir or for the deacons of the church or for the prayer warriors. This is for the body of Christ. Know ye not that you are Christ's body, that you are God's instrument, that you are used for God in this earth realm, that God uses you to speak? Somebody's going to have to go back and regurgitate this to a brother or to a sister or to somebody. Amen? I've even got family members. Let me put a pin in that right there. We all have people that we know and that we love. I have family members, good people. I've got brothers and cousins that marry one woman and, you know, been married to them for 30 years. And they go to work and never been to prison, never got a traffic ticket, but they ain't saved. They ain't saved. They're not saved. And, and they get this thought that, well, I'm a good person. And, 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 and I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to heaven because I don't do this. I don't do that. Another. But there's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father but by me. And not only is there false doctrine, there's false thinking in this world. People think that if I'm good, you know what, I feed the homeless, and I do a lot of work in the community, and I can feed the homeless every day of the year, give all of my money, give all of my talents, amen? I, I can take off my very jacket and shirt and give it to people every day and come home naked because I didn't give away all my stuff. But if you don't have Jesus, if you don't have Jesus, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get in. There's no way into heaven but by God. And we have so much going on today. That's why God told me to tell, tell the people today to endure until the end. Be strengthened by the word of God. Be strengthened by the truth of God. And be held up by the love of God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Second, first, Second Timothy 4 and 2 said, Preach the word 
in, in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, resort, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, you have to preach this word and teach this word and testify this word when it's acceptable or unacceptable. When they were here or when they will not hear. Matter of fact, God told Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to send you to your own people, not to a people of a strange language or a strange custom. I'm going to send you unto your own, but I'm going to make your forehead hard as flint. In other words, he said, you're going to have a mind that's made up. I don't care if you my mama. I don't care if you my brother. I don't care if you my boss or my co-worker. I come to tell you that it's Jesus and Jesus alone. We're in some terrible times. We got to tell somebody. Amen? We got to tell somebody. Whether they want to hear or forbear. God told Samuel, they didn't, whenever they said they wanted a king, like I said, I didn't lost my notes. <laughs> God told Samuel, whenever Samuel was a judge in Israel, and all Israel was crying out, we want to be like other nations. We want to be like other nations. And he came to God, and God said, Samuel, they didn't reject uh, uh, you. They rejected me. Whenever you go out and tell this word, and I don't care who it is, and they turn. Paul tells uh, 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 Timothy that he has to preach this word, whether it's acceptable or unacceptable, for the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap up to themselves teachers having itching ears, teachers that will hear, well, that will teach what they want to teach. That's why we have so many false religions. Because everybody wants a religion that don't challenge their lifestyle. Let me say that again. Everybody, not everybody, most people want a religion that don't challenge their lifestyle. Being a Christian is challenging. It is. I'm going to give you a little testimony. You know down there where I feed, I was feeding one time, and the ones that come down there know sometimes we get some unruly characters. And I was down there one night, and the guy came, I was inside the church, and the guy was out there throwing food. He was drunk. I came outside, and he went to jump at me, and I grabbed hold of him, and somehow we ended up on the bench, and I'm holding him down. And I said, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. That's the God in me. And I let him up. And when I let him up, I turned and I went to walk away, and he said something, and when I turned around, he let me have it with all he had. The only time in this ministry ever been hit. But the flesh, the flesh wanted to turn, give him what he gave me, but the Spirit of God in me. That's why we got to watch how we act. The Spirit of God in me wouldn't allow me. It's challenging. It's challenging. You know, because there's a difference to do what's right and what's righteous. Because what was right was for me to hit him back. But what was righteous for him to see the man of God in me. Amen? And if I had hit that man, how could I preach to him? If I had hit that man, how could I have told him about the love of Christ? I'm not saying we're supposed to let people do any and everything to us. But guess what? A few months later, the guy came back. And he's walking down the alley. Some of y'all have been there. You know how it was set up over there. I walked out there. I went to shake his hand. He shook my hand. I said, you owe me apology. He said, I don't know you nothing, and walked away. About a week later, he came back and apologized. He was being used by the enemy 
not just for him, but everybody was there was watching to see what pastor would do. Our Christianity is challenging. That's why they said, that's why this verse says that people have itching ears. They want to hear what is appealing to their flesh. Amen. They don't want to be challenged. Amen. We as Christians, we can't shack up. Amen. We can't have a foul mouth. I know sometimes something might come out of a little, little rough, but uh, we pull that back. Amen. Second Timothy here says, For the time will come when they not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Here we go again. Endure afflictions. Endure afflictions. Endure afflictions. Not only physically, but verbally. Amen? Verbally. Oh, you Bible thumpers. Huh? Have you heard that before? You holy rollers. Have you heard that before? But God said endure it. The Holy Spirit will let us do. That's what you're doing over there, brother. Laugh. Say, yeah, all right, that's me. You got that right. I'm a holy roller. I am the Bible thumper. But guess what? I'm on my way to heaven. Amen? Don't be surprised if war breaks out and I have an Elijah moment and you happen to see a chariot of fire come through here and see me riding up out of here. Don't be surprised. Amen? Because remember, I'm the Bible thumper. Remember, I'm the holy roller. Amen? I know some of y'all experience this when you're at work or something and, and, and some, somebody has some trouble in their life and they pull you to the side and say, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? Amen? And God will deliver them. I've seen it happen so many times that God has answered the prayer. You pray for them. And you stop right there. It'd be like the man who was at the gate called Beautiful. He was there begging. He wasn't there to do no. He wasn't going into the temple to worship. They carried him to the gate every day so he could ask for alms, so he could panhandle. And here come John and Peter. And he put his hand out for some money. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. He got up, and he got up leaping and jumping and ran into the temple. But not everybody does that. Some of the people you want to pray for because you pray the prayer of faith. God is going to answer that prayer, and they're going to go right back to that same life. But don't be offended because God will forgive them again and again and again and again. But that day, when that heart beats for the last time and them eyes close for the last time, they better have it right. Amen? Better have it right. Oh, but watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready. I don't want to read that part. Make full, you, full proof of your ministry. Be ready to give an answer at all times. At all times. And may I say this? You don't have to know everything. 
People have asked me questions, and I don't like when people do this, and it's because they say, well, I know you, I see you reading the Bible all the time, or I see that you're a pastor and evangelist, so I asked you, you may not have the right answer. I said, you know what? Let me go and check back. I might have to call Pastor Dawn and say, hey, bro, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Seriously, this is what I'm thinking the answer is. I'm not sure. Where the two agree, agree, amen? If I can get you to be and not, not to coach you in agreeing with me, if I can get you and you say, well, you know what? I think you're right. Then I can be sure. Don't be so quick to think you've got the answer to everything. But the Bible just said to be sure. Make full proof of your ministry. Because the day is coming when people have itching ears. And they want to hear what pleases their flesh. They want to hear what doesn't challenge them. They want to hear what doesn't change their lifestyle. Ken, I'm going to say it. That's why we have Mormons and we have Jehovah Witnesses and Muslims. Not afraid to say it. Talked to a man yesterday. I, I prayed for him. And when I prayed in the name of Jesus, he said, well, we believe. He said, and I said something. He said, well, I, I believe in Jesus. I believe he's just a prophet. And I said, well, you'll never get into heaven that way. And he was kind of trying. He's an older man trying to tell me how wise he was, but wisdom doesn't come with age. Wisdom comes with word. Oh, glory. It don't come with age. It comes with word. So as we read through these scriptures, let me get back where I'm supposed to be. As we read through these scriptures, and Jesus is warning us of the end of the age, we have to look, we have to remember that God said in Luke 17, Luke 17, verses uh, 22 to 29. Wow. Jesus says the days will come. When you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. But they shall say to you, see here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. He's going to say, Jesus is here or Jesus is there. He said, don't go after them. Don't follow after them. Jesus hasn't hid nothing from us. i got to put a pin in that right there. He hasn't hid nothing from us. John 15, 15. I wish I could have stayed with my notes. But John 15, 15, when Jesus is going through, you know, telling us that he's the vine, the, the, the vine, and we are the branches, and he's telling us to abide in him. I, and if we abide, he says it eight times in the first, I believe it's the first seven verses. I, then when you get to verse uh, John 15, 15, he says, I no longer call you servants. But I call you friends because uh, a servant doesn't know uh, what the master is doing. Uh, but because you're my friend, uh, I'm kind of paraphrasing right now. Uh, but because you're my friend, uh, I'm going to tell you everything that the father tells me. Strength to endure. We got to learn how to hold on to, rely on the word of God, and through these troubling times. Yes, we're kind of upset. We're not afraid. We're not afraid. God didn't give me the spirit of fear. Amen? But of power and of love 
and of a sound mind. I have a powerful mind. I have a loving mind. And I have a sound mind because my mind is affixed to, relied on the word of God, the truth of God. Amen? And he reveals to us. He said that these things tell, he said this is just the beginning of sorrows, but the end is not yet. But he said, he that endures until the end. So all these terrible things that are going on, Jesus said, this is just the beginning. That tells me that it may get worse. But then he says that we must endure till the end. But then he also said in John 5, 16, 7, he said that I'm going to send you a comforter that will lead you into all truth. And the truth is the word of God will keep you. The word of God will lead you. The word of God will protect you. Amen? He's going to lead us into all truths. He said, I hid nothing from you. And as I was reading in Luke 17, he said, Why'd I go? For he said, Don't follow after them, for when they said that, that I am here for as the lightning that lighteth out of the one part of heaven under, under part, one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall the son of the day of the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. He must suffer. Who is the he God? Who is the he God? He must suffer many things and be rejected. That you know what our government and our laws have separate, tried to separate us so far from Christ, have rejected Christ, and I want to say this, and I stand on it, they're making a law where a man can marry a man, a woman can marry a woman. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. I was looking on... Uh, on Facebook, and I was discussing with my friend, and we was talking about, we seen a page on Facebook where it said the first man. Not the first lady of the church, the first man. That means the first man was married to a man and preaching. Being rejected of this generation and suffer many things. Who's suffering? God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. Don't you know it hurts God? For every sinner that dies. For every human being that dies without salvation. It grieves the very heart of of God, and now we have a whole generation of people who reject Christ. I started out just like I started out saying that there's people living today and say, well, you know what, I, I, I'm good, I give, and, and, and I'm married to my wife, and I never cheated on my wife, and my children are all college educated, and the ones that ain't in college, they're going to school, and nobody's going in and out of prison, and nobody's raped nobody, and nobody's shot nobody, and nobody's fought nobody, but they're not saved. They're not saved. This gospel was presented to them. Trust me. Jesus said this gospel would be preached unto the uttermost parts of the world. So here, especially in this country, in this free country that we have, Everybody's been exposed, but everybody hasn't been accepted. 
and it grieves the very heart of God. It grieves the very heart of God for people to reject him. He said, for in this generation, he first, he must be rejected. Of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married, married wives. They were given in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they brought, they sold, they planted, they built. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. God said that people are ignoring him so much, so much, that they don't even realize the signs of the time. I, I was looking for the scripture. I got it written down here somewhere, but I ain't going to even look. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. <laughs> let me look. In Matthew 16, let me turn there, verse 2 and 3, Matthew 16, verse 2 and 3, Jesus talks about how we, uh, this very thing right here, and they were given in marriage and building and doing this and doing that. Jesus and when Jesus, his disciples come to him, and they, the Pharisees also with the Sadducee came and tempting Jesus, desired of him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red, lowering, O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. God did not surprise them in the day of Noah with rain because it's never rained before. They were forewarned. They were forewarned. And when the clouds came in, they knew something was up. Come on, somebody, amen. They knew something was up. It ain't never rained before Noah's day. But here, here the scripture says they kept on. They were buying and selling and marrying and giving in marriage until the very day that Noah came into the ark and closed the door, it was too late. The doorway to heaven is going to close one day and it's going to be too late. Thank God you're saved today because we don't know the day or the hour. Amen? <laughs> he said, you can discern the signs of the time. Just like when, when, when Lot was there in, uh, in Sodom. And, and, and the men and the angels came and warned Lot that it was going to be destroyed. The city was going to be destroyed. But no one wanted to listen. He went to his sons. The Bible says he had other daughters and sons. The two daughters that came out with Lot, they were not the only children that Lot had. He had other daughters. If you read it and pay attention. He had other daughters and son-in-laws. And he went and told them that the city was going to be destroyed by God. But they did not take heed. People are not taking heed to the word of God. And then suddenly... Suddenly, suddenly, amen, suddenly fire and brimstone came down. 
Suddenly it started raining in the day of, uh, of Noah. And as, as the Bible goes on to say, we have some suddenly moments that, that are coming in our life. And there's some suddenly moments that you can read in the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter 2 uh, verse 2 says, Suddenly uh, there came from heaven, uh, from the sky, uh, a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house and they were all filled uh, with the spirit of God. Uh, it happened suddenly. Uh, suddenly somebody's going to get saved. Uh, suddenly somebody's going to uh, uh, reject God. Uh, but suddenly it's going to be too late. There's a suddenly moment for everybody in Acts chapter 9, verse 3. It said, as he, Paul, traveled, happened that he got close to Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven came and shined about him. The Bible says that it knocked him off his beast. It said he heard a voice, and he said, who am I? And the voice said, Paul, Paul, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Uh, and I studied that out. Uh, I said, what does he mean uh, by kicking against the pricks? Uh, God always talks uh, in a language that one can understand. Uh, and in those days, uh, they used farm animals. Uh, and when the animal uh, would turn uh, away, when you're trying to get it to go straight, and it would turn to the left or turn to the right, there was a thing called a prick. And when it would turn, it would stick it. And if it turned the other way, it would stick it. But if it would go straight the way you're aiming it, it would be all right. It is hard to kick against the prick. You better get ready because there's a suddenly moment. There's a man of God or a woman of God that's coming to give somebody a word, coming to tell somebody they better endure until the end. The end may not come when Jesus cracks the sky open. The end also comes when you take your last breath when you close your eyes for the last time, when your heart beats for the last time, don't kick against the pricks. Accept the engraved. Accept the word of God. Say yes, Lord. Yes to his will. Yes to his way. Yes to his purpose. Yes to his love. Yes to salvation. Say yes to Jesus. There's a suddenly moment in Acts 16. Verse uh, 26, uh, suddenly uh, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations uh, of the prisons were shaken. And immediately, uh, thank you, Jesus, all the doors uh, of the prison were open and, and all, the, all of the shackles fell off their feet. Uh, sometimes uh, you may be in trouble. Uh, sometimes uh, all hell is breaking loose in the world. Uh, there's a time that there's going to be wars uh, and rumors of wars uh, and trouble everywhere. But if you pray, uh, the Bible said uh, Paul and Silas uh, was thrown in prison. Uh, and then uh, they started praying uh, and they started singing. Uh, then they had a suddenly moment. Uh, and the doors of the prison opened uh, and the shackles off their feet uh, and off their hands fell. Uh, and they were free. Uh, keep on praying. Uh, 
keep on asking. Uh, that cleft they was singing uh, the worship song. Uh, I want to fight uh, on my knees. Uh, the weapon of our warfare, it is not carnal. Uh, it's mighty through God uh, to the pulling down uh, of strongholds uh, and every high thing that lifts itself against the knowledge of God. Uh, pull down the high thing in your home. Uh, pull down the high thing in your job. Uh, pull down the high thing in your children. Everything that exalts itself against God. The Bible says that God be with us. Who can stand against us? Huh? Satan, take your hands off my children. Take your head off my husband. Take your head off my wife. Take your hands off my money. Huh? There's a suddenly moment coming. As I come to a conclusion. There is a suddenly moment that we all are looking forward to, uh, for in uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 13. Uh, where am I at? <laughs> 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 17. The apostle was speaking here, and he says clearly and surely, uh, he says, but I would not have you to be ignorant Brethren, concerning this were asleep, that you sorrow not concerning them that are dead. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant about the dead. For those who died in Christ, don't worry about them. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant about them. They that are that, that you should you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. That's why when we have funerals, we don't call them funerals nowadays. Uh, we call them home goings uh, because we are not those uh, who have no hope. Uh, Paul said, no, I don't want you to be ignorant as the ones uh, who have no hope. Uh, they need to cry. Uh, they need to boo-hoo. Uh, they need to do everything they need to do in their flesh. They need the sorrow because the loved one that don't know Christ, that haven't accepted Christ, did not make it in. But to you, saints, to the blood-washed, born-again, spirit-filled child of God, you have not worried. For we believe that Jesus died and rose uh, again, even so. Them also will sleep, and God will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, my brethren, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout of the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ uh, shall rise first. Uh, that's a suddenly moment uh, that we all waiting for. Uh, we waiting for the last trump. Uh, we waiting for the sound of the Lord. Uh, we waiting for the dead to rise. Uh, yes, Jesus, I'm going to say it right now. Uh, God gave us a sneak preview. Uh, I believe we see it in the book of Matthew. Uh, when Jesus died on the cross, uh, it said that all the saints uh, that were in the grave uh, rose up uh, and came to the temple. Uh, God was giving us a sneak preview of this suddenly moment. Amen. 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 
be assured uh, we are not one with no hope. Uh, I ain't going to cry when my mama died because she saved. Uh, I'm not going to cry. Uh, I don't want you to cry if I should die because uh, I'm saved. Uh, because there's going to be a day uh, that the trump of God is going to sound uh, and the dead in Christ uh, shall rise first. Uh, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I want to go out of here on a cloud. Amen. I'm not afraid of death. Don't get me wrong. Just now, I got a testimony twice. Well, a few times in my life, I've experienced death. But just in December of 2020, I caught COVID-19. Amen? And I was, on, I, I was knocking on death's door. I wasn't on a respirator, but on that floor that I was on in Kaiser Hospital in intensive care, all I heard was cold blue, cold blue, cold blue. But I was holding on to the engrafted word of God. I said to myself, for God I live and for God I die. And this, I want to help you out with this. The enemy is always trying to mess with us. One day a nurse came in and they said, code blue. And I'm sitting there, laying there, I'm fighting for my life. Do you know that nurse had enough nerves to say, so many people are dying on this floor. <laughs> Was that a discouraging word or what? But guess what? It went in one ear and out the other, and I did not verbalize it to her. I mean, to him, it was a male nurse, but I said it in my mind, because devil, I ain't got to speak to you at this moment. I said in my mind, for God I live, and for God I die. I ain't worried about nothing, because the last trump is going to sound one day. But I'm going to leave you with this. Everybody's saying, uh, we've been preaching this word uh, for thousands of years, uh, hundreds of years. Uh, my mother, uh, my great-grandmother, and my great-great-great-grandmother said the same thing, that Jesus is coming back. Uh, but Paul, uh, the, I mean Peter, the apostle Peter, uh, I'm not going to turn to it. He said, my brother, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. Uh, one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, uh, and a thousand years is as one day. Uh, so to God, he just left two, three seconds ago. Uh, I want to tell you this, uh, that God is not confined with time. Uh, he's the one that said, let there be, uh, and there was a day, uh, and let there be, uh, and there was a night. Uh, God is not confined with time, uh, as we are, so don't worry. Uh, don't be dismayed. Uh, yeah, there's going to be wars. Uh, there's going to be rumors of wars. Uh, there's going to be pestilence. Uh, there's going to be earthquakes. Uh, there's going to be troubles uh, here and there. Uh, false prophets are going to come, uh, and they may show uh, some great signs, uh, as the word says. Uh, but be of good cheer, because uh, you're glad uh, by the Spirit of God. Uh, he sent you a comforter that will lead you into all truth. The word of today, just endure, just endure, just endure. God loves you. He loves you. And this is a word for you to endure. And you all have been commissioned to go out and preach the word of God. Some of us is called to the formal setting of preaching from pulpits, but we all 
being called to spread the word of God. Go ye into all the highways and the byways, preaching and teaching. Amen? Amen. We have to understand how the word of God is preached. When you got up here and you were singing, and that, I didn't know most of the, a lot of the songs, but one phrase, well, I didn't know them. One phrase stuck with me. I fight on my knees. That was a preached word. You preach the word through song every Sunday. Every Sunday, you preach through song. When you come down on Friday nights and you take out a plate of food, yeah, I'm giving the word, but you're saying, Jesus loves you here. When you sat down and talked to that man, you were doing the work of an evangelist. When you go home or wherever you go in life, on your jobs or whatever, and you tell someone, you just, you don't have to be, you don't have to quote verses. You don't have to quote a thousand verses. And you just tell somebody that Jesus loves you. And you tell somebody that Jesus died for you. And you tell somebody that Jesus desires for you to be saved. It's not your job to save them. That's not your job. Your job is to give the word. The Bible says one man plants and another waters, but God provides the increase. And a suddenly moment may happen that you won't see. God bless you on today. Endure until the end. Thank you for joining us. For more information about Baseline Community Church, please go to BaselineCC.com.